Hey there, everybody. So grateful to join with you. Yes, indeed. So very, very grateful. Happy Masterful Living. Happy New Year's Intentions. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> yes, this is the year of happy. Here we go. Off and running. Oh, I do love our joining together. I love the power of it. I love the healing that I feel we are calling forth for ourselves this year and how much we're going to share with our loved ones and with everyone in our life. It is amazing. It is miraculous. It is, it is, it is. So, let us jump right in with a prayer. So I like to place my hand in my heart and take this breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful, so thankful that our life is the very life of God, that our heart is the very heart of God, our mind is the very mind of God. Right where we are, the fullness of love is. So we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We join in gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to remember and recognize the truth. The truth of our being is that I am that I am. We are one with the I am presence. We are one with all life. We are grateful that our healing is something we share with everyone. Our awakening is something we share with everyone. We are grateful and thankful to claim a healing here and now. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes, indeed. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for us because I have to say I've been talking to so many people who were in Masterful Living last year and their stories, uh, for the most part, the people I've been talking with have really had just amazing shifts and changes. You know, and even the people that didn't have amazing, blow-your-hair-back, miraculous changes, um, I can tell for a lot of them, the year would have been far more intense, far more challenging than if they hadn't been doing Masterful Living last year. And for some people, it's a, just a complete life-changer. Uh, for quite a few people, it's a life changer. And I sent out in an email that you may have seen recently um, uh, a story by uh, someone who was in Masterful Living last year and who truly, um, you know, she blew her own hair back. She just... You know, like a lot of people who begin Masterful Living, they feel at the beginning that, well, it might be possible for other people, but, yeah, maybe not for them. And a lot of people feel like, geez, I'd really like to do something amazing and different. However, 
I just don't know if it'll work for me. I just don't know. It doesn't feel like I really can do it. I don't feel like I have what it takes. Other people have what it takes, but maybe not me. And um, people think, oh, it's somebody special who can do this amazing work. Uh, and it's just not, all that's not true. And I've talked to so many hundreds of people over the years who are doing this work with me. And a lot of them, when they begin at the uh, in January, they really are concerned that either they will fail or they will drop out or it just won't work for them, that it will be a waste. And sometimes I think the people that are most convinced of that are the ones that have the most incredible, miraculous results. And um, so I did I did put um, Jenny's uh, letter to me in an email the other day, so you may have seen it, but many of you may not have. So I'd just like to uh, to read it to you. And so part of it is I've asked you to send to me uh, an email at mlc at jenniferhadley.com that tells me how you would like to feel at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. So asking you to write to me as though it's already happened. It's already done. It's one year from now. And I've just talked to a whole bunch of people who were rereading what they wrote to me a year ago. And a lot of them have been saying to me, you know, Jennifer, I have no idea how it actually happened, but I'm reading what I wrote a year ago, and I have to say, a lot of it has become my life. And they're surprised. It's um, it's really nice when people can review. That's one of the things I have people do at the end of the year, is go back to the beginning of the year and look at where they were. So they can really see how far they've come. You know, um, sometimes when I'm writing or speaking, sharing, I will reflect back on how I used to feel because I just don't feel that way anymore. I really don't. And I I think back on how I used to feel and how I used to think and it's so far away. It feels so far away from who I am now that in many ways I've forgotten, really truly forgotten what it feels like because I just don't resonate with it anymore. So having things written down about where you are now and where you'd like to be is so helpful in our journey because it's very easy sometimes when we feel challenged and we think things aren't going well, the ego will start singing a song to us. And it's a sad old song that the ego sings. And it's a song of, you know, nothing ever changes. I don't have what it takes. Works for everybody but me. 
I might as well give up. What's the point when nothing's ever going to change? And so it's very easy to fall into that when you don't have a spiritual practice because I used to fall into it all the time and just go down that road and then want to self-medicate and get out of there some way, shape, or form. What I've learned through the work that I do, my own inner work, is that that's not the way out to go into self-medication and denial and escapism. That's not the way out. It just magnifies it. It just validates that point of view. The way out is through our feelings. And so what one of the things that you'll be hearing a lot of this year is, what does it feel like? How would you like to feel? Focusing on that. Because when we focus on how it looks and how we think about it, a lot of times we can get attached to how we think it should look. And whenever we're attached to anything, any thought, any opinion, any judgment, any idea, any picture, when we're attached to it, then there's suffering. And we've been the cause of our own suffering so many times. It's just, it's exhausting. And it's disheartening. So let's not do more of that. So I'm going to really be asking you to start paying attention to how you feel. And a lot of times we've developed habits so that we don't have to look at how we feel. We think that if we start looking at how we feel, it's going to be ugly and horrible and just a sad, gnarly, repetitive road. But actually from a spiritual perspective, we can really look at how we're feeling and that will lead to a healing. It's so true. So the ego is tempted to distract us so we don't really look at how we're feeling. But then we're missing out on our healing. But you see, it's not about just going into those feelings and immersing ourselves in the feelings and making them seem so real. That's not it. It's really saying, oh gosh, I notice. I feel really frustrated right now. I feel so angry I could throw something. I just want to hit somebody I feel so angry. Feeling our feelings... giving them the respect that they deserve without letting them run our life. And then what happens is as we travel down this road and do this work together, we find that our feelings are shifting. We don't have the same feelings anymore. Things that used to trigger us and bother us, we don't even notice anymore. And that's wonderful. So having <clears throat> some real clear insight about where you've come from will help you as you travel this road to remember, because you will forget 
more than likely you will forget what it used to feel like. You will forget how miserable and unhappy you could feel. It will become a memory that fades because you don't need it anymore. You won't remember it. I literally asked my higher Holy Spirit self to take from my mind any and all painful memories that wouldn't be helpful to me in sharing with other people or helpful to me in some way, shape, or form. Because what do I need them for? Why would I want to have a painful memory that I can't bring some benefit with? There's just no point. No point at all. But you see, I can honestly say that 20 years ago, I was very attached to my painful memories. I thought I needed them because I thought they were part of who I was. They were part of my story of how I became me. But you see, as we do this work, we start realizing that's nothing to do with who I am. The painful past the meaning I made of it, all those interpretations, there's just nothing to do with who I am. I'm not time-bound. I'm not story-bound. I'm not bound by this world. I'm not tethered to the past. I'm free. And we become more and more interested in that freedom. You can hear my voice is going. I'm going to need to sip a lot of tea today. (laughs) Yesterday I took a long drive from New Jersey to um, my family's home on Deer Island, Maine. It's a long drive and uh, it's very cold or somewhat cold. Anyway, it's below freezing. It was all freezing, below freezing all day yesterday. So there's no humidity in the air. And the um, heat in the car just completely dried out my throat. So um, I'm kind of recovering from that in my my throat. <clears throat> so I've been trying to rest my voice all day and be prepared for our beautiful start of Masterful Living, New Year's Intentions today. So I was going to read you this um, email from Jenny. So beautiful. And um, so here's what Jenny said at the end of the year. Okay, and she surprised herself by how she felt. And um, what I would love is... We're just setting the intention that at the end of this year, you'll write something to me or we'll have a conversation in our one-on-one. So Jenny and I had our one-on-one at the end of the year, and I asked her, would you um, would you put this in an email to me so I could share it with others? So she did. So she writes, Dear Jennifer, Thank you so much for your invitation to join the most beautiful community and have the most transformative year of my life. When I was reading other people's testimonies this time last year, I was hesitant to believe that I could experience such miraculous things in my life, but I felt drawn to Masterful Living. Now that I have walked through this year with you all, 
I am just so incredibly grateful for how much amazing change has occurred. My therapist hadn't seen me in a year, and she was stunned and taken aback at the difference in my presence. I feel so much lighter, happier, grateful, and energetic. My body functions much better, and I feel healthy and vibrant. I feel confident and successful. I feel so grateful to be alive every day and wake up excited for what a new day will bring. My attitude to life has radically transformed. I'm not so afraid, and I relax more. I have faith now that I am supported. I am never alone, and that I am able for anything life brings my way. The transformation also shows on the outside, especially in my workplace. I was so stressed out and miserable in work, and now I'm so grateful for my job. I love my colleagues, and I love my clients. I am open to receiving what my job does uh, does offer me, and I am not so focused on what I think it lacks. This is such a relief and brings me so much joy to be helpful instead of complaining all the time. Doing the inner work has changed all areas of my life, relationships with my parents, siblings, husband, friend, and with my finances. I'm so excited to continue with Masterful Living 2 and deepen my capacity for love. I feel excited for the future, which used to scare me. I now know the goodness of life. I now live in a world of possibilities instead of living in a world full of what I don't have. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing the benefits of your healing with us all. This year has been the best year of my life. Now I love my life, and I'm ready for next year to be even more loving. Wishing you a happy and beautiful Christmas full of joy and receiving. Love, love, love. Jenny. So, and Jenny lives in Ireland, so she actually was almost never able to join us live in a class. So she listened to the replays, which is really what most people do. And we'll get into um, some more of the specifics of the class in answering those questions, but I'd like to get us started in doing what I call taking stock of your investments. Taking stock of your investments. Let's see where we are at the start of the year. And so in your Masterful Living Journal, there is a taking stock of your investments page where you can fill this out. And most of you, um, you know, just registered yesterday, today. So... Um, you'll be able to fill that in later. But you're going to um, find that it's helpful to have this because you'll be able to work with this throughout the year. So you will need a pen and a paper. And so I invite you to uh, just make sure you have a pen and a paper. Now, while you're getting that, I'll just mention that this year, when you're listening to classes, one thing, yes, take notes. But rather than take a lot of notes about what I'm saying, take notes about your ahas and your insights. 
because everything that I'm saying will be in your transcript. And you can always go back and read the transcript. I think a lot of people find benefit from listening and reading, but most people will listen only once, and most people don't even use the transcript. Some people have told me, you know, Jennifer, I love you, but I don't listen to the classes. I only read the transcripts. You know, everybody's got their unique way. There's no best way to do this. And um, one of the things that people ask me, uh, usually quite a few times at the beginning of the year, could I please give homework assignments? Could I please say, do this thing in the journal? Do this, do that. I don't do a lot of that because the ego gets really attached to thinking that you should do those things and that if you don't do those things, then you're bad and you're failing. And the reason is is because you're just fundamentally bad. And so, of course, you're failing. And so you might as well drop out because these things don't work for you. And if you can't do it perfectly, you shouldn't do it at all. You've got no business. There's more important things to be doing and on and on and on. So in a, in a certain way, less is more because the ego just wants to find any kind of a leverage to get you to quit. So one of the things that I say that really helped me, and this is what a lot of Masterful Living is, it's just what really helped me. And so it's just practical stuff that I have found really helped me. So one of the things that I learned to say when the ego was starting to tell me that I couldn't do it, I shouldn't do it, I didn't have what it takes, I would say to the ego, ego, take notice because I am doing it. I am is doing it. I am doing it. The I am of me is doing it. I am doing it. It is being done, and it is being done by me. So don't tell me that I can't do it, or I don't have what it takes, because I am doing it. It is being done by me. Because this program is all about Living our life differently. It's not about the homework. It's about when we feel tempted to make an unkind remark, we remember that's not going to get us what we want. That's not going to lead us to a life of love. That's not going to increase our prosperity. That's not going to help us love ourselves. And so we don't say that unkind remark when we feel tempted to get really frustrated and annoyed and upset and angry and moody, and we say, wait a minute, there's a choice. I don't have to do that. 
That's the old way. I, you know, I think I'm going to remember to laugh here. I'm going to remember to laugh. So I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh at the ego, which is nothing trying to be something. And so we find ways to shift our mind, to choose again, and to forget the old ways, to literally have a new groove in our living. And that's what Jenny was talking about. She approaches her life in a different way. Now, I remember talking with her a couple of months in to the class, and she was really, she had challenges, real challenges. Things were really bothering her. But she didn't give up, and she was willing to change her mind and make new choices and to practice and practice. And she found that she was succeeding, that things were shifting and changing. And that inspired her and motivated her to do more, to be more dedicated and more devoted. And she got a lot of encouragement from her prayer partners and from the community. And so she didn't give up. Instead, she gave the problems up to spirit. And spirit did the heavy lifting. The the willingness that she had was growing and growing. And so her results were more and more beautiful, more and more powerful. All right, so by now, most of you should have your pen and paper. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. So, (laughs) my voice is so croaky. So I'm going to invite you to get still and turn within. And as we're doing this, I'm going to also say that during our classes, I understand that many people sometimes need to multitask. You might be driving in the car. So don't close your eyes if you're driving in the car. <laughs> um, I understand that some, sometimes, based on what time it is where you are, you might be cooking dinner for your family, um, doing a number of different things. I understand that. Believe me. And if it's possible for you to give your full attention to the class, it makes a better class for everyone. So it's not that if you have to multitask, you shouldn't, not that at all. But if you don't have to multitask, it really does make for a much better class for everyone. Now, some people, they do really well if they are... um, walking and listening, some little bit of folding the laundry or something can help them to focus their mind, and I very much understand that. But some people will actually be answering emails and surfing the web and looking at Facebook 
and things like that while they're in class. And that is really the ego pulling your attention so that you really don't get any benefit. And at some point, you'll probably go either this is a waste of my time or you'll realize that you're not really giving the class a chance. And so there's a saying that when I first heard it, I totally rejected it. And I thought, that's BS. But now I know it's true. And it's the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And so let's put our whole heart into our life. Our whole heart into our life. Most of us would really like to live a a loving life, a life of love. So let's really put our heart into it. Because when I put my heart into things, I have amazing results. And we all know times in our life where we really put our heart into it. Not with attachment, not giving to get, not needing, wanting, and craving, but just really saying, I want to really see what can I do. How how much can I really shift and change and grow? I'm interested. Just how much can I actually grow? So this is our opportunity. And there's so many wonderful things about Masterful Living to support you in that growth. So we're going to take stock of our investments and we're going to turn within and place our attention inside. And in this meditation, I'm going to ask you to bring up some memories. It's part of the healing. Part of the feeling our way to our healing. And when I ask you to bring up a particular memory, it's just for a moment, so you can identify it as something you'd like to heal. Something you'd like to release. So, and I'm going to... um, uh, you can you won't need the pen and the paper right now, but at the end, then you'll need it. Okay. So I'm gonna just begin by saying that we are dedicating ourselves to our healing, partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering our true nature and our true identity. We're grateful and we're thankful to open ourselves to divine insight, wisdom, and clarity. Being led and guided. We're grateful to declare that everything that comes up in this meditation is something we're laying on the altar for healing. And we're grateful to have a healing, to call it forth, and to let the healing be. 
And so from this place of great willingness and openness in partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self, we open our mind to a memory. The memory of something that you feel ashamed about. A memory of something you feel ashamed about, that you still feel ashamed about. And just allowing spirit to show you what that is. Memory of something you feel ashamed about. And then we give thanks that it's coming up for healing. And we take a breath of gratitude. And we tune our mind now once again to insight. And we ask the higher self, what is a memory of something we blame others for? What is something that we blame others for? A memory of some blame that's quite active, still alive in our mind. Just remembering what that is. And then once again, we take that breath of love and gratitude grateful to let it go, grateful to lay it on the altar, grateful to continue to open our mind in self-compassion, in insight. And we ask for divine insight about something we still feel guilty about, a memory of something we feel guilty about. What is the thing you feel guilty about that's coming up for healing? And then we give thanks once again. We let it go. We take a breath. <sighs> so grateful to lay that on the altar. Grateful to give the healing and the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. And then we open our mind to something we feel angry about. Something that really we feel very angry about. That's coming up for healing. That we're going to lay on the altar What is it you feel angry about? And then we take that breath of love and gratitude again. So grateful to lay that on the altar. So grateful to give it up to the Holy Spirit for healing. 
grateful to let the anger dissolve and resolve. And we let it go. And we open ourselves now to an awareness of something we feel jealous about. So we're grateful and we're thankful to open ourselves to something we feel jealous about. What is the thing that causes you to feel jealous, to feel envious? We take a breath, so grateful to give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit, so grateful to lay it on the altar, so grateful to let it go. Taking that breath of love and gratitude. We open our mind and our heart to something we still feel hurt about. Bringing it into our awareness, something we feel really hurt about. It continues to malinger and linger. What is the thing that you still feel hurt about? What is the thing you still feel hurt about? And then we take that breath of love and gratitude. We lay it on the altar. We give it up to God. We are grateful and thankful to claim a healing, an end to the hurt. So grateful to let it go. Taking a breath of love and gratitude. We open ourselves to a healing and we are grateful to consciously allow ourselves to simply recognize what is something that we worry about on a regular basis what is the thing that worries us most what is that thing that worries you most And then we take that breath 
the love and the gratitude and we lay that worry on the altar we lay it on the altar calling forth the healing so grateful so grateful to let it go and then we open our heart and our mind to an awareness of a doubt that we carry doubting ourselves doubting God doubting our loved ones our employer what is the the doubt that seems to go with us there's a doubt that we harbor consciously or unconsciously we're giving it up for healing we're grateful grateful that we're choosing not to live in doubt anymore we lay it on the altar so grateful to let it go We take that breath of love and gratitude again. We open our mind to an awareness of a resentment that we cling to. Maybe it's a resentment that we seem to cherish. comes back all the time. No matter what we do, it just seems to be there always. What is that resentment? Then we take that breath of love and gratitude. We lay it on the altar, willing to let the resentment dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. Letting all resentments go. Grateful to surrender the resentment now. And then we're breathing in the love and the gratitude, so grateful to open ourselves to a healing. We call into our awareness any strong sense of regret that we might have, anything that we regret. We're allowing ourselves to look at the regret. 
And then we lay that on the altar. So grateful and thankful to let it go. A life of regret, so not for us. So we're grateful to let the regret go. Grateful to take that breath and partner up once again with the higher Holy Spirit self. And now we look at, with great willingness and gratitude, what is the the fear that seems to circulate on a regular basis, on a daily basis? What is the fear? What is the fear that is recurring? Maybe it feels constant. We're letting that fear go. Letting it dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause. Grateful to let all fear go, laying it on the altar. It's no part of our life of love. We're grateful to surrender it here and now. Letting go of the fear. And so now we take that breath of love and gratitude once again. We call upon the higher Holy Spirit self once again to take all of these 11 upsets, memories, choices, and to heal them back to the root cause so we never experience them again. We're interested in our healing, in our freedom in our happiness. And so we're willing to surrender all attachments to these memories, these beliefs, and these thoughts. We're grateful that we don't have to figure out how to have a healing. We allow our healing. And in gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let our healing be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you the list of the 11 emotions and uh, or thoughts that cause the upsets. And what I'm going to invite you to do is just write down one, two, or three words that 
will help you remember later when you come back to this list what the memory was. So just one, two, or three words. So I'm going to go through the list of 11 so that you can remember what they are and then make your notes about each of the memories that you're releasing, each of the beliefs that you're releasing. So the first one is shame and the second one is blame. Shame and blame. And the third one is guilt. Shame, blame, guilt. Shame, blame, guilt, and then anger. Shame, blame, guilt, anger, jealousy. And then hurt. So anger, jealousy, hurt. So it's shame, blame, guilt, anger, jealousy, hurt, then worry. Hurt, then worry, then doubt. And then after doubt comes resentment. So we've got shame, blame, guilt, anger, jealousy, hurt, worry, doubt, resentment, and regret. And then fear. So the last three are resentment, regret, and fear. So just making notes, one, two, three words, so that you'll be able to know what these are when you look at them again. Maybe it'll be at the end of the year. And you'll be able to rejoice that these things are not coming up for you every day anymore. What a relief. Now, I'm going to invite you to turn within again. And to ask your higher self, what percentage of the energy that you have to live your life on a daily basis is going into keeping these upsets alive? 
How much energy does it take to hold on to these upsets, to this guilt, this jealousy, this worry, this anger, this resentment, this hurt? How much of your life force that you have to live your very best life, what percentage of it is invested in keeping these things alive and managing them coping with them what percentage of your life energy is invested in keeping the past alive just asking your higher self what is the number and just seeing what you get and write down that percentage because it's going to change What percentage of the energy that you have to live your very best life today is invested in holding on to these memories and managing upset you feel about them? All right. <clears throat> now, the next thing is, is how willing are you on a percentage basis out of 100%, how willing are you to do whatever you're guided to do in order to allow these to be things of the past, to let them go, to have a mind healing around them? How willing are you for that? So the first percentage is how much of your life force or your life energy is invested in keeping these upsets alive. And then how willing are you? What percentage on a scale of 1 to 100? How willing are you to shift and change? Because we can get to that place of I'm so identified with my upset. I think it's part of who I am. It's part of my identity. So if I let it go, who will I be? It's very understandable. Free is the word. Who who will you be? You'll be free. Mr. and Mrs. Free. <laughs> So now what we're going to do, I'm going to ask people to share their percentage. Just where are you starting from? And uh, I know we have folks who have been in Masterful Living before. And so you may have your memory of where you were before to compare to. And you can either type it in or you can raise your hand on your keypad if you'd like to raise your hand. Star 2. Star 2 on your keypad to raise your hand, whether you're on the phone, you're on Skype, or the web call. Star 2 to raise your hand. And uh, for those who are on the uh, listening on the webcast, you can uh, type in 
All right, we've got Suzanne raising her hand here. I'm going to unmute you. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. Good. My percentage was 65%, and uh, last year I think it was 85 or 90. So I'm making uh-huh. progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a nice thing to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah awesome. Thank yeah, thanks for sharing. All right. Anybody else like to share? Star 2 to raise your hand if you're on the line, and or you can write it in if you're on the web cast of course if you're on the phone you can write it in uh in the webcast too mary writes in 80 percent 80 percent so suzanne who said before she was 80 percent last year um that was she took mass for living last year so i'll just make a mention that uh you will hear People talk about year one, year two, and Ascension Pathway. There are now four sections of Masterful Living because after the first year that I did it, I never thought I would do another year. I just, I really didn't think so. And I didn't really, uh, before I started, I didn't really, I felt hesitant to do the first year. because I thought, oh, it's such a big commitment. I just don't think I'll ever do that again but I loved it and so did other people so they said can you make a year two so I made a year two and then a year three and now we have ascension pathway which is essentially a a fourth year and um, so Suzanne was seeing that difference between year to year we've got Vesela, I hope I'm saying that correctly, saying 80% of my energy consumed by toxic emotions, 100% willingness for healing. Awesome. Very good. Elizabeth writes in, last year I was at 70 to 80%. I feel I am now at 20 to 30%. Woohoo! Awesome, Elizabeth. Good going. Uh, Megan writes in 23%. Nice, 23. Very good. So, again, star two if you're on the phone or uh, on the line. We've got Diane raising her hand here. Hey, Diane. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. Um, This year I got 40%. um, And last year I was about 70 to 80%. Wow. Yeah, so I figure I'm I'm under the halfway now, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yes. And let me ask you, do you remember how you felt at the beginning of last year? Did you feel like, I can do this, I've got what it takes, or did, were you concerned? Uh, I would say I was still a bit concerned last year. Um, this year I'm feeling more like... I can do it. But last year, I was spending so much time, like 80% of my waking time going over all these past hurts and memories, and it it was really tiring. So, um, yeah, this year, because the number's down a bit, 
I feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're going over the same painful things again and again, um, it feels so disheartening and challenging. It's tiring. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Diane. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, and we've got uh, Felicia here. Hey there. Hi there. <laughs> so what? My percentage is ninety percent. Yeah, yeah. So does that feel uh, alarming to you? Does it feel like a wake-up call to you? Does it feel like, oh, I feel excited. I'm going to really make a shift here. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I feel excited, and the the number is not alarming because it has been in my forefront for for a while now, coming forth, and I just feel excited that I'm really gonna make some lasting shifts. Yes, I know that you are. I know that you are well on your way, Felicia. Yay. This is the year. We're doing this it. This is the year. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Woohoo. Well, I I really look forward to what unfolds for us this year and to uh to talk with you at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Felicia. We've got Lori raising her hand here. Hey, Lori. Oh, this is, do you have me? This is Tamara, actually. Oh, okay, it's just Lori. And not, and not Lori. Okay. <laughs> um, I have 85%. And how does that feel to you, Tamara? Well, when I was coming up with a number, I could, I felt like I, you know, have possibility for a very short time and then, fear will come up or guilt will come up and then I have possibility again so I'm intermittent <laughs> mm-hmm. so it feels it feels about right you know and, and and I'm looking forward to working on things so that I can get to be 100% freedom <laughs> yeah yeah you know that what you're saying Tamara it reminds me of myself because I would have that same kind of an intermittent sense of possibility. And so it's like peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yesterday was a, a valley, and today, for some odd reason, it was a very nice, clear day, and um, it was a great day. So I want to have more of those. I want to have a great day every day. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And you know what? Um, someone was saying at the end of last year, Tamara, that um, now, even when there are challenges, she doesn't mind it because she knows those challenges are going to bring her benefit. Mm, that'd be a nice way to look at it. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I feel now because I know when there's a challenge, something is being healed. I feel confident that the healing is happening, so I don't feel 
bogged down in the challenge. I don't feel like, oh, my God, I've got this terrible problem. I feel like, hmm, I've got this challenge. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring so much benefit. Okay, I, I'm starting to get excited about the, the benefit. And the, the challenge, it just uh, transforms. Well, yes. And what I I know and I say to myself, I say, okay, this is an opportunity for healing when things come up. But I it doesn't go any further than that. So I want to learn how to have it go all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you will. And the thing is, is the the how of it is really, it's done by spirit. So it's it's pretty miraculous. Mm-hmm. And we just start mm-hmm. to realize, you know what? Hey, I guess it's just the way it is now. I'm living a miraculous life. Mm. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I accept. <laughs> Are you there with Lori? I am. She, she, Lori is my twin sister. Oh, wonderful! So she's doing she's doing masterful living two, and I'm doing the masterful living one. Wow! So, what inspired yeah. you to do year one? What particularly something that uh, happened with your sister Lori? Yeah, she's been sharing, and I've I've been able to listen to your classes on the you know on your weekly uh, radio calls show. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, the radio show, and it's been absolutely wonderful. And I've had so many insights, and and I just in fact, I, Lori said, "Well, you are taking Masterful Living One," and I said, "Well, I've heard so much of it. Do you think I really need to take it?" And she said, "Yes, you need to." Get in there and have your own stories and, and um, have prayer partners and so participate. So with her encouragement, then I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Wonderful. And yes. Tamara, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, nothing. Um, I wanted to ask you, what have you observed that's different in your sister? Mm. Well, last night we were we had a, a get together with a, a, um, a small group, and Lori was sharing, and she was very actively involved in in the group. and And what I noticed, because Lori has been a leader in the community and a principal and all of that, and then over the years she's just been um, kind of more quiet and in the background, and not so much in the forefront. So when she was sharing last night, I just thought, wow, she is just glowing. She's um, What she's all about now is just giving and loving people, and that's what is her, you know, her drive. And before it was probably, you know, looking good or, or um, making other people happy, um, but now it was just, it looked, it, she just becomes so genuine and so, I guess if I if I ever called anybody enlightened, she was in that moment. She was enlightened, where she was just coming totally from spirit, and so mm. that's something I noticed, and and that's how she's been being, and and she hasn't um, exercised for quite a few years, and and just this year she started to exercise, and she if I if I don't show up, she's like, where are you? So she's been highly motivated in in her, you know, getting her well-being in order and and getting healthy. And so, yeah, I've noticed a huge difference in her. 
And um, not to pry, but and you don't have to give specifics so much, but have you noticed any difference in her family members besides you? <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, my dad came to stay for Christmas, and it's my dad and my sister have had a very strained relationship. Um, Lori just wants to make him proud, and um, I guess, I guess, I would say that that for my dad, my sister's been like the scapegoat of the family. So he's really hard on her and expects a lot from her. And um, this time during Christmas, she, Lori was just 100% service. Um, she used to, he, he likes to have his drinks at night. He likes to have three or six drinks. And um, she's made him wrong about that for years and years. And, um, this last time she realized that by making him wrong about his drinking has actually co- possibly caused him more stress and and the desire to drink more, maybe, or or it's just been getting in the way of her relationship with him. And so she just completely got that up and gave that up. And this is the first time she's ever served him a drink. So she wasn't doing it as... A someone who was, you know, providing, you know, um, what is it called, codependent. She wasn't mm-hmm. doing that, but she was doing it just out of service and love because that's something that he chooses. And so she, you know, just, but, and so what was really neat is when he left, he said, you know what, I, you have treated me like a king. So it was really special because cause he, Aww. they really had a, really nice bond and he felt very loved by her so that was neat that is and you know love and then is so my... mm-hmm. love is mm-hmm. just so healing that it's going to continue to ripple what else mm-hmm. were you going to share oh my brother we've had a had a strained relationship with my brother um just in his choices of lifestyle <clears throat> i don't need to go into it but um and and laurie just has really given given all of her judgments up of my brother and she calls him and and she you know visits with him about his life and his world and she just doesn't expend any more energy on on making him wrong and it's that's been very freeing as well Mm. and then we have another older sister who has chosen a lifestyle that has really isolated her from the family and and laurie out of all of us has been you know the most supportive but it's just been over the last year when she's been able to you know give up her her judgments because because Lori told me that her you know main goal is that she wants to give up 100 percent of judgment so when I judge or I say something she'll say nope I'm not going there I'm giving up all judgments I have no judgment <laughs> so it's very <laughs> very in, in, um, insightful because it's like really that's possible <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're going for it. Yeah. Excellent. Ah, thank you, Tamara. Great to hear from you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And love to Lori. All right, let's see some more that have been written in here. We've got Julie writes, 50% of energy in the past, 100% willing and committed now. Yes. 
Kareen says from 70% last year to 30% this year, 100% willingness to shift. Awesome. Congratulations. Rand writes in, I'm uncomfortable with this answer, but I get muscle tested. This is accurate. 20%. All right. Way to go, Rand. Ah, Ronnie writes in, depends on the day. Some days 20%, other days 75%. I am willing 100%. Yes, that's what it takes. In fact, that's the topic of my radio show tomorrow. Uh, the the willingness, the little willingness. Um, Deborah writes in, I'm new to class. These issues seem to stir up a lot close to bedtime. Do you recommend waiting to do the class in the morning to avoid insomnia? 30% of energy spent on these upsets, 100% willing to let it all go. Um, That's a great question uh, about insomnia. So first of all, I'm going to say that um, in the one-on-one check-ins that I did at the end of the year last year, someone shared that they were having a challenge with insomnia. And so my suggestion was, as it often is, to ask spirit to guide what to do. And so spirit's guidance came through to them that they were to shut down the use of screens I want to say two hours before bedtime or like around 9 p.m. And that as soon as they started to do that, it started to shift for them and they were sleeping better. So I truly, I experience all the time that um, I can be very engaged right up to bedtime. But then before bed... I do make prayers. I think it's very, uh, very valuable to go into our sleep time in a prayerful attitude. And Deborah, in the Masterful Living journals, there is a um, a bedtime practice called Release and Clear. Release and Clear, and um, that is something that you do. It's a pretty simple practice um, that you can do before bedtime. It takes five to ten minutes, and it's uh, really about releasing and clearing this kind of stuff. And I... um, That release and clear... There's also... um, A dream practice. Let's see. In in that first journal, there's something called Maximize Your Dream Time. Heal While You Rest. And uh, let's see, I believe it's page 173. So you can look up that and perhaps that will be helpful to you. Um, and the release and clear is, it's in the first part, page 37. 
right before the prayers. So that may be something you'd like to do um, right away. Some people jump right into that. And um, so I encourage you to take a look at that. So some of these things, but the the main thing is to give it all to the Holy Spirit. And, and this is a really important practice, Deborah. And uh, I can definitely tell you I practiced this, and we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon here. Um, I think many of us have times when we're drifting off to sleep, we're going to bed, and something upsetting will come into our mind. And the temptation is to, as I say, get on the pain train and ride it to the end. And then, um, you know, we can stay up for hours agitated. But it's not self-loving for us to do that, to allow it. So, oh, maybe once a year now, I'll have a thought like that that will come in right, right as I'm going to sleep. You know, it might be... Um, Oh, I forgot to send that email. I forgot to do that thing. And I go, oh, oh boy. And then I started to think of the oh, the ramifications of having forgotten to do that. And um, I just go right to spirit. It's all good. I know it's all good. I'm giving it to you. And so I'm going to uh, sleep peacefully. And I'm grateful and thankful that I can give everything to the higher Holy Spirit self. And um, say a prayer, know that I'm doing it, that it's done, and that I'm right into dream time. So those are some thoughts for you, Deborah. And, yeah, let me know. Reiko, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Reiko, your number 75% uh, says, I think it was easily over 90% before the New Year's Reboot class. So I'm grateful for that shift already. I am 200% willing to heal. High five to you. <laughs> and you're in the New York area. I'm relocating to the New York area in New Jersey. And I'm going to look forward this year. I'd like to do a lot of forgiveness workshops in the New York area and really support the people of New York with that forgiveness. Now, Alexa, who did Masterful Living Year 1 last year, says 40% now. Last year, it was 85%. And I'm willing to let go 100%. Uh, Oisha in Vancouver says 80% energy is what it's taking. And 20% willingness to change is I am worried I'll lose certain family members if I change. You know what? Totally get that. Totally get that. Instead of losing family members, what I find is the relationships really do improve. And so the thing is, is to be very intent on improving the relationships by following the guidance from spirit. And then, and so it is. And uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Sunny, Sunny, um, 70% right now and 100% willingness to let it go. Brilliant. 
Sanai might be the pronunciation of your name. So we'll we'll learn all the names. And that's it. So let me share. For those of you who just jumped on board. Oh, Liz is raising her hand here. Hey, Liz, I'm going to unmute you. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Uh, my number is 25%. And as I was listening to other people, I thought, gosh, that's that's pretty low. Um, but I think one of my issues is ongoing, underlying, almost unconscious worry and fear and doubt um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I understand yeah and you know what also Liz I've had a number of people say over the years last year I got this low number but now my number is twice that and or something like that like last year I got 25% this year I got 65% and I realize now that I don't think I really was listening to spirit. I was listening to ego when I got that number. Mm-hmm. So, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just could be possible for some people. And, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, The main thing is, is that we begin to really recognize the amount of energy because we're investing that precious, precious energy instead of in love. We're investing it in upset. Now, the thing is to understand is the percentage that you got is not every worry, every doubt, every fear, every resentment, every regret, every bit of anger. It's just these 11 things not everything and this this exercise was given to me by spirit to take stock so that we can realize how much better we can feel about ourselves and our lives when these numbers go down which they surely will Now, oh, going to sip my tea here. Since a lot of people just joined the class today or yesterday or the last few days, you don't have your workbooks yet. That's fine. No worries. And take your sweet time with that. There's no pressure, none whatsoever. And one of the things is, too, because so many people joined just uh, very recently, you may not realize that the New Year's Reboot class is a bonus class for you. And so New Year's Reboot is actually it's a two-hour class. It was very packed and uh, with very specific things for you to do to reboot your year. So you don't have to do them. Masterful living is not about have-tos. No way, Jose. 
on the half dues. And uh, the half dues are bad hombres. <laughs> so I'm just kidding because I don't want to label anything bad. But um, what we're doing in Masterful Living is we are not working from ego. We're working from spirit. And so the main thing for us is to follow our own intuition and guidance and to really develop that ability. So that's what we're doing. And giving ourselves inspiration to make these choices and to do these things is far more healing and bringing so much more benefit than making ourselves do it. We're motivated by fear. If you don't do that, there's something wrong with you. If you don't do that, you're a fool. If you don't do that, you're failing. That's not how we operate in Masterful Living. So right away, we're beginning to train ourselves and motivate ourselves with inspiration rather than ego. So when you get your workbook, then you can look at those things. And until then, you're fine. You're golden. There's plenty here. The New Year's Reboot class has quite a bit to it. Take your time with it. You're going to probably wish to listen to it a few times and make notes. But doing that work, oh, it's so good. So, so good. So rich. So healing. So I invite you to listen to that class, and I also invite you to listen to it with a friend and do the work with a friend, even someone who's not in Masterful Living. Be the two or more who are gathered. That New Year's Reboot class has some, the best New Year's tips ever for changing your life, if that's what you'd like. If you'd like to have real changes, that New Year's Reboot, do that. It's going to rock your world, and we'll be talking about that in Masterful Living as well. But I'm not going over that or reiterating that because it's already there. There's a two-hour class on it, and it's your, your bonus. Bonus! like to give bonuses. And, uh, gosh, there's so much more, and I could put a lot of time into it, but I think we've covered quite a bit really well and more to come so one of the things i'm going to do at the end of class i always do i will speak a word of prayer and then i'm going to play a song an inspirational song for us ah. thank you for your deep and beautiful listening i'm just thrilled to bits that we're doing this together this year So we take a breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to let go of harboring anything that does not serve our path of love. We are dedicating ourselves to partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful and thankful to remember and recognize our healing and our wholeness is right where we are. We are grateful and thankful to surrender the past. In all belief and lack and limitation, where we are, love is blooming. 
Love is revealing itself. Love is shining in our heart and in our mind. Love is shining in our life. It is our very essence. We are truly grateful to let the healing be and to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So, uh, one of the, there's so many songs that I love. And uh, we're going to start with uh, a song that's called Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield. Benningfield. It's called Unwritten. I just love this song. I love to work out to the song, ride my bike to it. <laughs> so God bless you. I love you. And I look forward to seeing if you post in our Facebook group. If you haven't already, if you're in the 2017 Year One class, then please take that survey that's in your email about our class time because um, if people vote, uh, we might actually change the class time. So it's up to you folks. I'm flexible. I'm willing. And I love you. And here we go. Unwritten is the name of the song. Open up the door. 